What is up, everybody? And welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Gehring. And divisional football starts today. Football is sadly almost over. College football is obviously done. Georgia destroyed Alabama in the national championship. And if you told me today that the Cincinnati Bengals were looking to go to an AFC championship, I would honestly just laugh at you and tell you to never talk about sports. But first, before we get into the NFL, you see Davis's shirt, right? You see that flag? I told y'all, man. I told y'all. Now, listen, I didn't think that we were going to win. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I didn't think we were going to win. I thought we were going to lose by like six. Big shot Rob pulled it out. I'm telling you guys, IU basketball is back. Archie Miller destroyed that program. Mike Woodson's bringing it back. But we'll talk about that later on in the week. Today's the divisional day in the NFL. If you're not following our social medias, our Instagram and Twitter is at DW Sports. Two S's on the end. Our Snapchat and TikTok is at DW underscore sports. And our email is DWSportsShow at gmail.com. If you have any questions. So for the divisional round, the two one seeds play today. Green Bay plays the later game. And Tennessee plays at 4.30. My first question to you. With King Henry back in Tennessee's lineup, I want to ask you, do you think that they should run him 25 to 30 times again? Because I feel like that's what they're going to do. I feel like when Henry comes back, they're just going to give the dude the ball 30 times again, and then he's possibly going to get hurt. So should Tennessee play the way they've been playing without Henry because they kind of struggle a little bit, or should they continue the ways they did with Henry and possibly get him re-injured? Yeah, well, they already said he was going to be on no snap restriction or minute restriction is what they said. And so I think they're just going to run the same brand of football they run whenever he's there. And I don't think they're going to switch anything up, which could be bad because if Henry gets uh, re-injured, then you're possibly looking at your playoff, deep playoff run, your championship run, Super Bowl run down the drain because your best player is out. Now, they have played very good football without him and don't count them out for anything. But if they're going to run him 25 to 30 times tonight, it's just I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, the Titans, I mean, they're not still – I'm surprised. I thought they were going to be horrible without him out because they had a point where Julio, which to be fair, Julio is not even close to the same as he was in Atlanta. I feel like he would have been better off still if he was in Atlanta. But they had a point where they had no Julio, no A.J. Brown, and no Derrick Henry, and they were still winning football games. I mean, obviously they lost to the Texans, but other than that, they weren't playing too terrible. Tennessee's favored by minus four. I honestly think that Cincinnati is going to beat them. The Bengals, last week I was kind of suspicious because I didn't know how all their young guys were going to play in the playoffs. Cincinnati had not had a playoff win. Actually, no, they hadn't had a playoff win since 1990. They hadn't been to the playoffs since 2015 where they lost that close game against the Steelers. And I thought that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, even like T. Higgins, who's still young, I thought they were going to kind of choke because with all that pressure on them, then I thought that they were going to kind of blow it. The Raiders, though, also were kind of inexperienced. Do you think the Bengals are going to pull it out, or do you think Tennessee – obviously it's cold in Tennessee. It's going to be loud in that place. You got Tennessee or Cincinnati. I really like the Bengals in this game. 
And what what they proved to me last week and earlier on in the season when Joe Burrow throws for 500-some yards um, and however many touchdowns, you know, I think their young guys are really stepping up in big-time moments. And, yeah, they're young in the NFL. But don't forget, I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow know how to win, winning they won a national championship at LSU. So they're kind of – I think they're kind of built for these big-time moments. And so I think all these young guys put together, I think I think the Cincinnati Bengals have a really good shot to go after the Titans. And, you know, they might not win. It's I mean, the Titans are obviously the one seed, but I think the Bengals have a really good shot. It's really all about stopping Henry. And every team says that. It's like you got to stop the run game, but you can't just say – go out there and stop Derrick Henry. Like, that doesn't happen very often. I looked at something that earlier today. Derrick Henry's average stats in high school, the dude averaged 330 yards and four touchdowns a game in high school. I mean, the dude is an absolute tank. Nobody could tackle him in high school. Nobody could tackle him in college. And then the NFL is a defensive coordinator. You can't go out there and you can't just say, stop him. He's not – Somebody that you're going to play in New England, for example, who's like uh, who they've had in the past, like a James White. I know Sony Michelle is on the Rams now, but Sony Michelle on the Patriots, like that's the it's Damian Harris, obviously now. But they always have those types of guys where in the run game, it's like it's a lot better if you it's a lot more reasonable if you say go stop them. If they do give him the ball 30 times, I worry about the Bengals run defense. But Tannehill is not going to beat them with their arm. I don't even think Tennessee's the best team in the AFC. They're the one seed, but they're not the best team in the AFC. I haven't even heard anybody talking about them winning the Super Bowl. So I actually do like Cincinnati in this game. Then they'll probably play. Well, we'll actually get to that game in a minute. Before we go to that last AFC game on Sunday night, let's go to the NFC one later tonight. We got the 49ers. In the Packers, Green Bay favored by minus five and a half. My brother, who's supposed to come on the show today, he's nine. He's my younger brother, who his NFL knowledge is like actually off the charts. And he's a Packers fan. Nobody knows why, like legit. He doesn't have a good reason. He's a Packers fan. They do have Zayre Smith coming back. I believe they have Jair Alexander and David Bakhtiari as well. So they're basically going to be fully healthy. The Niners... Bro, I I was so happy when they beat the Cowboys. What are your thoughts on this game, though, against them matching up with Green Bay? You know, the, the Niners played a really good game last week, and like you said, I'm super happy that they beat the Cowboys because America's team, but really no, no one that's not a Cowboys fan likes them at all. So I'm really happy to see the 49ers beat them last week. But coming into this week, Green Bay's favored minus five and a half. And I just don't see the 49ers being able to make a run at them. I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is going to be too much to handle for this defense of the 49ers. But you never know. Maybe Nick Bosa can put some pressure on Rodgers and we'll see. I mean, if I mean, I feel like the 49ers could make a run at them, but I don't just don't think it's likely in this situation. Yeah, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa got hurt last game. I think Fred Warner's playing. Nick Bosa, I believe, is a, a game-time decision, if I heard that correctly earlier. 
He needs to play, though, because they're not going to get pressure. Obviously, I know David Bakhtiari is in the opposite side of Nick Bosa, but the 49ers aren't necessarily going to get pressure. I mean, maybe with Javon Kinlaw, but Rodgers is so good at improvising, scrambling out of the pocket, making the play. And honestly, the Green Bay Packers is the definition of you just say, screw it, Devontae's down there somewhere, and you throw it 80 yards up in the air, and he somehow comes out with it. That's, that's, I mean, that's what the Packers do most of the time. I always troll my brother because I say if they do win this game, they're going to lose in the NFC Championship. I've been saying all along, I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Hopefully, they beat Tom because if they beat Brady this week, I believe that they will go to the Super Bowl. The Niners, they're good. I, I always love watching their entrances, though. They had the super gremlin entrance yesterday in Dallas. I want to talk about that game real fast, though. I watched the show. My favorite, I guess, show is First Take. I really like watching Stephen A. Smith, especially Troll the Cowboys. Michael Irvin was on it. And this question comes directly from First Take. So this is – I usually make up all my questions on here, but this question is directly from First Take. Who do you think is to blame for the for the Cowboys' loss? Do you think it was their defense, their coaching, their offense? What do you – like, who was the reason why the Cowboys lost that game? Well, we know everybody wants to say the refs because, you know, what happened at the end of the game. But that's just obviously that's just not true because both sides of the ball, honestly, for the Cowboys didn't play like they should have. I mean, defense and offensively. Now, Dak Prescott did throw for 254 yards and a touchdown, also threw an interception. Um, But until Ezekiel Elliott only had 31 rushing yards. For you to win a football game, you can't have 31 rushing yards as a running back, as a running back one, matter of fact. You you used to be, I mean, he used to be arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL uh, a couple years ago. Um, but you, you just can't run the ball and only pick up 31 rushing yards. Um, so I think really, I mean, offensively, they didn't play good. Defensively, they also, I mean – Debo Samuel just killed them. He had 38 rushing yards. Uh, excuse me. He had 72 rushing yards, 38 receiving yards. Um, so I just think both sides of the ball, they just didn't come together as one team, and it just didn't look like the Cowboys that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the rest point. And it's not – Cowboys fans say that a lot, but I swear – after, like, when March Madness and basketball and ESPN post final scores and stuff all the time, I swear one of the first three comments I always see is the team that lost versus refs. Somebody comments that, bro, I don't care how close of a game or how much of a blowout it was, bro, it's never the official's fault. And I'll say that firsthand. And I also say people say that there's an exception to the Rams-Saints game where that clear P.I. call was missed. Was that call missed? Absolutely. But was that the reason why the Saints lost the game? I don't think so. I mean, it could have helped the Saints, but they still could have done other things. They could have applied other factors in the game earlier to help them win the game, right? Like Purdue, when Purdue lost to IU, I I will admit, I'm kind of toxic sometimes. I will troll the other team's social media, 
but I won't be that guy that replies to like every fan in the comment section because I don't want to waste my time arguing and dating 50 people in an argument. So I'll just post like an emoji laughing or something. But I really just like to read the comments on the losing team. Purdue kept saying that the refs screwed them. Bro, the refs didn't screw Purdue. The refs didn't screw the Cowboys because Dak Prescott didn't know the rules. I know as a 17-year-old kid in high school, as a football player on offense, you don't just hand the ball to the center. If you just hand the ball to the center and he snaps it, it would be a whole different football game. You hand the ball to the ref, the ref places the ball down, and then you run your play. So did Mike McCarthy know the rule either? Because I don't know what they thought they were going to get running a quarterback draw up the middle, sliding, and then getting the O-lineman, 300-some pound O-lineman up to the line, spiking the ball, and then throwing another shot to the end zone. So it's not Cowboys versus refs. They just didn't know the rules. But I, I also liked how you mentioned Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel obviously made an off-road team this year. What do you think he has to do receiving-wise and rushing-wise in order for the 49ers to win? Because – no offense to Jimmy G, but he's just not good. Like, he's just not going to beat the Packers with their arm. How much of a fact do you think Debo has to be in this game for them to win? In my opinion, he has to be a huge factor rushing. I really think – I mean, that's really what they – that's his bread and butter is he comes off a sweep or something or a little jet screen and gets the ball because he's, he's a super fast receiver and he knows how to move like vertically and horizontally. So I think for these, for the 49ers to win tonight, today, he's going to, they're going to have to utilize him a lot, a ton. And that's what they did last week. Um, along with the defense is going to have to come up huge, but Devo Samuel, if he gets, if he gets more than 130 all total, all total yards, they'll win this game. That's my prediction. Yeah, Debo, honestly, as much as Debo, Debo is a great player, but their offense is a lot better than I ever thought it would be. Like, Elijah Mitchell is just average. Jimmy G is not good. Their O-line is all right. Debo Samuel is really the only, like, absolute stud on that offense. I guess Trent Williams. But, I mean, the O-line as a unit is not just absolutely phenomenal. Minus five and a half for the Packers. Um, it depends. I mean, I could, I could see them winning by a touchdown, but I could also see them winning by a field goal because, like, I could see a scenario where the Packers are up like 10 or 13, and then the 49ers score once or twice in garbage time, and it, it seems closer than it actually is. But Lambeau, it's going to be snowing there statistically Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to play in the snow ever. 49ers from California put two and two together. They're probably not winning this game. Green Bay is probably going to lose in the NFC championship again. And I troll my brother about that, but I think the game that's probably going to be the best game in my opinion this week is the Rams versus the Bucks. The Bucks are favored by minus three. I think the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. Like I said earlier, in this show and in the past. So obviously, you know, my prediction there, but the Bucks, 
it's so hard to bet against Tom. It's so hard to say, yeah, you're going to beat Brady on the road in the playoffs. So I want to hear your thoughts on it. Do you think that Brady is going to lose? Because I also found something interesting before I finish with the question. Tom Brady wins it every other year. Think about it. Last year, won the Super Bowl. 2020 was the Chiefs. 2019 was the Patriots with Brady. 2018 was the Eagles. 2017 was the Patriots. You get what I'm saying? So he wins it every other year. It kind of seems like there's a pattern. If Brady loses, do you think the Rams are going to the Super Bowl? Or if Brady wins, do you think the Bucs are going to go to the Super Bowl? So basically, is the winner of this game going to the Super Bowl? I think I think the Rams, if they win, would go to the Super Bowl. But I think if the Buccaneers played the Packers, I don't think – I think the Packers would go to the Super Bowl. And so it will be interesting, but I think quite possibly uh, the Rams – I think the Rams are going to win this game. The Rams – they Cooper Cup's going off, and I know a receiver's. It, it pains me to say, it pains me to say this, but JT and I'm saying this as a Colts fan, Jonathan Taylor honestly does not deserve to win Offensive Player of the Year over Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup should be more in the MVP conversation rather than the Offensive Player of the Year conversation. No receiver has ever won MVP in the history of the NFL. Because the argument is, well, the receiver got all of his stats because of the quarterback. Matthew Stafford's stats, his passing yards are good, but he's not. If you take Stafford away from the Rams, they're not five times worse. They're, obviously, there's a gap between a starter and a backup in the NFL, but they're not five times worse. Cooper Cup got the triple crown this year. He got most receptions, most reception yards, and most touchdowns in the NFL. Like, that's crazy. And they made the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor, I know it wasn't his fault the Colts didn't make the playoffs because we choked, and the whole city of Indianapolis is mad at Wentz right now. I feel bad for that guy. The whole city of Philly hates him, and the whole city of Indianapolis hates him now because he sold. But back to the Bucks game, I just feel that Brady is – I feel like he's going to play good. I just think he's going to be running for his life or throwing it. Well, not running because he doesn't run, but trying to do stupid stuff. Because Von Miller and Aaron Donald trying to block both of them. Also trying to throw in Jalen Ramsey, just too tough of a task. So I got the Rams winning this one. Who's the X factor for the Bucs besides Tom Brady? Because obviously no Brady. Who needs to step up for them in order to win this game? The one guy I that comes to mind for me is Chris Godwin. He has 11, 1,100 uh, receiving yards this season and five touchdowns. But I think he's going to be the deep threat for the Buccaneers, and that's ultimately what's going to propel them to a win if they get it. I just think it's, it's going to be hard for the Rams to stop him if he's in kind of a groove. Um, so if, if they can get the ball to him down deep, I think he's going to really become the person that they look for during this game. And then the last game of the day, there's only four games today, which is kind of sad because most team seasons are over. The Chiefs are a two seed. 
the Indianapolis Colts should be playing at Giha Field is what they call it now, but still Arrowhead Stadium next week in Arrowhead Stadium. I'm telling you right now, bro, I'm still so mad that the Colts didn't make the playoffs because here's what would have happened. Last week, we would have played at Cincinnati. We would have been the five seed because if we beat Jacksonville, all of the the Bills or the Patriots, if they lost and we beat the Jags, we were the five seed. And the Patriots lost week 18 against the Dolphins. We would have been the five seed. I believe JT would have tore it up. We would have beaten Cincinnati on the road. We would be playing Tennessee at 430. How many times in the NFL does a team beat you three times? We've played them twice already. They're not going to beat us a third time. Bro, we're going to the AFC Championship. Call me a Cowboy fan. I know it's the thought process of a Cowboy fan that I'm like, oh, we're going to go far. Bro, we should be playing in Nashville right now, and then we should be going to Arrowhead next week. Chiefs are a two-seed, and the Bucks were the two-seed. Three of the four games that seven seeds have played – have been blowouts. Obviously, the Eagles were blown out this year by the Bucs, and the Steelers were blown out by the Chiefs. Last year, the Bears were the seventh seed, were blown out by the Saints. The one good game, a game I'm still mad about, the Colts and the Bills, we were, the Colts were the seventh seed, lost by a field goal in Buffalo. Do you think the seventh seed should be removed from the playoffs? Do you think they should go back to 12 teams and just have the one and two as the bye, and then three, six, and four, five? No, I, I really like the seven seed being added because I think it just adds a new layer. I mean, it's just more football, and it's just – I feel like it's just fun for the fans to watch. Like, maybe – it's kind of like March Madness. Maybe an upset happens with the – steel. like, if the Steelers beat um, the Chiefs as the two seed, that would be pretty fun to watch. And I think it just adds, like, kind of just a new – just sense for the fans to be excited about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it on that. And, bro, I had a listener who goes to my school. The dude walked up to me, and he says, you know, we hooping on TikTok. And you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. So all my listeners out there that know we hooping on TikTok, bro, that dude's account is satire. He, bro, this kid put the Ravens logo over the Chiefs and said that the Ravens are in the playoffs and beat the Steelers last week. If you actually genuinely believe that that kid is being serious, bro, just please stay far away from me. If you know we hooping on TikTok, I'm just letting y'all know, bro, he's joking. He's satire. He's not being serious. Nobody genuinely thinks the Ravens are in the playoffs. So just to get that out of the way, that kid account is satire. But I saw a funny thing. Uh, it was a Philadelphia Eagles, like, super fan, and he was in, like, the fifth row of the Bucks game. And he, he made a TikTok, and he was like, oh, we're down 17-0. But this game's not over yet. I didn't hear the whistle. There's still time. And then he cut the video, and then he was walking out of the stadium. He's like, well, season's over. The Eagles had no business being in the playoffs, honestly. Really? Did the Steelers have any business being in the playoffs? Probably not. But like you said, it's more football. I just want to see closer games. Like, I would think that the seven seed would have a bit more fight just because it's playoff football. It's different than regular season football. But the Chiefs, 
play tonight as a two seed. Definitely better than the Titans, in my opinion. But they play the Bills. And actually, you could argue that this game is the game of the week. You could argue that this game is the game of the week. The Chiefs are favored by minus one and a half. I think Buffalo, my Super Bowl prediction is Bills and Rams. I think Rams won 35-24 against the Bills in Super Bowl. And the reason, the sole reason I think this, and this may be a little bit like kind of weird why I think this, but last year when the Bills lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs, Stephon Diggs stayed out. He watched the Chiefs celebrate in the AFC Championship going to the Super Bowl. I don't see any way. This has to be some sort of like story developing. There has to be some 30 for 30 developing. You know what I mean, bro? Stephon Diggs, there's no way that he's going to sit outside, watch them celebrate, and then come back the next year in the same stadium and lose again. They're going to have firepower. The way Josh Allen absolutely murdered Bill Belichick and the Patriots last week, they got to keep that rolling, and I think they will. Give me the Bills over the Chiefs, my man. What do you think about that? I like that pick right there. I think the Bills are going to come out on top. But my prediction is the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs or the Bills, whatever team wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bills. And I think it's going to be the Bills because I just think they have so much firepower. And I just think, like you said, Stephon Diggs, he just has a kind of a fire lit under him after what happened last season. And I just don't think he wants to let that happen again. So I think he's coming back for revenge with Josh Allen, who's a fantastic quarterback. Um, Just, he kind of reminds me of Patrick Mahomes, obviously maybe not as good, but he still kind of plays like a Patrick Mahomes. So I think the winner of this game will win the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be the Bills. Yeah, if Josh Allen plays anything like he did last week, then they'll probably win. The Chiefs, I heard a lot of people saying that the regular season, it was like when they were struggling at the start of the regular season, people were saying, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're horrible. Seriously, you think the Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs? And the Chiefs, the thing about the Chiefs is they'll always bounce back. They have every single aspect of a football team that you need. They have a good quarterback. They have a good, well, not a good offensive line. It's all right. It's it's good enough for Mahomes. It improved this year. He was, Mahomes was running for his life last season in the Super Bowl. It improved a little bit this year. Creed Humphrey, rookie center, very good. So it definitely improves. They got multiple weapons, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and even sometimes they throw in like a Demarcus Robinson in there for touchdowns. And Clyde edwards alaire out of the backfield isn't bad. Buffalo basically has the same thing. I think their O-line is better than the Chiefs. They have multiple weapons. Dawson Knox is stepping up right now. And then Josh Allen is a dual threat. It all depends who is going to step up in the big moment. Is Mahomes going to step up in the big moment or is he going to sell? Is Josh Allen going to step up in the big moment or is he going to sell? And also Andy Reid and Sean McDermott are going to have a battle play calling because think about it. Andy Reid is a phenomenal play caller, but the game last year, 
like everybody knows what the Chiefs wants to do and everybody knows what the Bills want to do. Who's going to make the adjustment and who's going to stop their offensive threat? I think that's going to be the Bills. So basically, me and you basically agree on everything um, on our picks. So next week, that would put Cincinnati playing at Kansas City in the AST Championship. And that would put um, the Packers playing at home against the Rams or the Bucks. Probably, I say the Rams, but either one. And then you think that the winner of the Bill Chiefs game is going to win the Super Bowl. So then the Chiefs will beat the Bengals and then win the Super Bowl. I think the Rams are going to meet the Bills. So let me let us know let, let us know your predictions on our Instagram. I'll probably post a clip on Instagram or some on Twitter. Let us know your picks, man. I'm sorry, I kind of was losing track right there, but make sure. You're following our social medias. Like I said earlier, I'm super tired. If you guys haven't heard up by my voice, I stayed up super late last night. So I'm kind of like free group and everything. If you're not following our social medias, make sure to follow them. I know this was a little bit shorter of an episode, but there's not as many games to talk about. And I know Davis and I both have things to do today. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll probably most likely bring you an AFC championship one. And we'll add a little bit more stuff to that because there will only be two games for that day so thank you guys for tuning in i have a surprise for you guys soon because everybody loves surprises and i'll see you in the next episode tomorrow peace out y'all